Happy Monday. Today, we're going to jump into part two of our four ways to declutter in February, an experiment for ADHD brains. Today's is called Use It or Lose It. And we're going to check on how last time, which was in episode 51, where we learned how to do little by little, how that's going. And then we'll dive into how this is different and how it might work a little better. I will share what area of my home I am trying this out in and why I think it's a great place to do it. All right, let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, (laughs) and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you and together we can choose joy. For those of you that are jumping in at episode 53, which is a part two, jump back to 51, which is the part one where I said, we're just going to play around. There's no one right way to organize. There's no one right way to declutter. And since February was sort of this fun little short month, I thought, why not run four short little experiments (laughs) during the month and let us all get a taste of what might be a couple different ways we can uh, declutter different areas of our home and see if one speaks to us. And what's funny is just because I don't believe there's a one size fits all, I also don't believe there's a one size fits you all the time. You might discover one way suits you for a certain area in your home and another way suits you for another, or it just could be mood-based, whatever. So it doesn't hurt to learn four different ways to declutter and just see which one works for you. Just as an update on how Little by Little is going, I had suggested that you all try every night in February when you're about to sit down and just mindlessly scroll, set yourself a little timer for like five, 10 minutes, start decluttering something on your phone, whether that be your photos or your emails or your text strings, whatever, your contacts. Just see if you could feel a little better about decluttering that phone. I will tell you, I started strong. (laughs) I went ahead and broke my filter on my uh, text strings down by known and unknown. And I actually cleared out all of the unknowns, completely turned two people into contacts, was able to just delete the rest because it's sort of almost like the junk mail box of the text string. Then I went into my known and I started working on those. And then I'm going to be super honest, I fell off the wagon. I haven't done it in probably three nights. So just by having the accountability of giving you all an update, I'm going to go at it again. 
I gave up counting when I hit over 400 on how many text strings I still have, quote unquote, active. And that's ridiculous. It sucks so much storage out of my phone and I am determined to continue to get through it. The nice thing is today's February 7th as I'm recording this. So I have three weeks yet to still knock that down little by little. Pros, cons. Cons so far for me is it's very easy for me to forget that I'm in the midst of doing that probably as much because I'm doing it on my phone. If I was doing a little by little around my house, I might be more apt to see that I was in the process of doing something. On the phone, it's very hard to see that you were in the process of decluttering your phone. It looks the same <laughs> um, when you grab it in your hand to do whatever, whatever else. Anyway, that was just a quick recap. Today, we're on to our new type, which is called Use It or Lose It. I don't know what it's really called. That's what I'm calling it. What I'm doing, I chose the bathroom for this particular <clears throat> form of decluttering because I think it's one of the most clear areas on do I use this. There's very little gray area, particularly when you're going to do it the way I did it. Start with a at least a clean countertop surface. So if you have to grab all the things that you just keep piled all over your countertop and put them down on the floor or shove them into drawers and under cabinets, whatever it takes. What I did is I got very nice, like heavy duty, sturdy shoebox. I put both the bottom and the lid out on my countertop. As I got ready one day, because <laughs> I'm not getting ready completely most days still. Thank you, 2020 on. But on one of the days where I was like from scratch, jumping in the shower, I had to be somewhere where I had to look presentable, needed to use all of the types of products I use from shower through a day. I, when I used it, I set it into the cardboard box, into the shoe box, whether it be the lid. I kind of saved the lid out for my makeup and small items. I used the bigger box for like all the product that was in bottles and things like that. I just dug for whatever I actively truly use when I'm getting ready. And I placed all of those in the shoebox. And I'm going to give myself another couple days just in case there was something. It's like, well, I only use this if we go out for a date night or I only use this. You can still add things to these boxes. But at the end, if you step back and look what's in those boxes, you might be surprised that you don't need nearly the amount of stuff that is all over your bathroom. And there's a couple ways to think about this and look at this and why people get hung up with bathroom products. One, they tend to be fairly expensive. And so if they don't work, we get frustrated because we spent money on it. Remember, holding on to something you're not using does not make it cost any less. The money is already gone. It was already spent and it taking up space in your bathroom and frustrating you is akin to it just like hanging out without paying you rent. Like it's just, you need to cut your loss. The second reason why we have a difficult time with getting rid of bathroom things is once we have opened them, they are generally not donatable, which makes it difficult because we feel like, well, if we're not going to use it, somebody might think this was great. And then it feels frustrating. You could call and check with your local women's shelter and see they might take some of that. But generally, it's, you know, it's a health standard issue. You are not allowed to pass on open bathroom products. 
So that's frustrating and I understand and I get that because then it just so feels like waste. And then the third reason is the expiration on makeup and bath products is either next to impossible to find (laughs) or it's like non-existent. Yet you know makeup does wear out and it's not really healthy for you to keep using it. Bath products do wear out and it's not necessarily healthy for you to continue to use it. There are little, um, they look like little open tubs that will say six months or 12 months. And what they're saying is 12 months from when you opened this, this expires. That's pretty tricky because you don't remember when you opened it. So my rule of thumb would be if it has been taking residence in your bathroom for longer than you can remember and you haven't used it to this point, it is probably expired even if it's not opened and you can get rid of it. If it is opened and you know you're not using it, get rid of it. And the reason why I find the use it or lose it situation useful (laughs) in this particularly decluttering method is you've gotten ready now once, twice, three times. If you want to do this the whole rest of February and just prove to yourself how many things you are or aren't using over the course of the rest of the month, three weeks is a plenty of a trial run. Keep at it. Keep adding things to that shoebox and that shoebox lid, but I'm betting you don't go over what's in there. I mean, if makeup is your thing and you love to change shades all the time and colors all the time and you're always lotioning and potioning, this might be your area. Again, there are exceptions to every, every rule. But if you keep things streamlined and you know you basically are using like a deodorant and a moisturizer and a basic set of makeup, get your shampoo, maybe your hair gel, you might be done with just that, guys. Be willing to admit to yourself, gosh, I wonder what it would feel like if I got rid of everything else. Even if you want to use until the end of the month to prove to yourself there's nothing else you're using. So step one is to clear off your countertop, get the shoebox out. As you use things, put them in there. Step two, maybe at the end of the week or at least at the end of after you've gone out twice, grab a box and literally empty everything else from your bathroom into that box. Wipe down those drawers, wipe down that cabinet, whatever it is that you've been using as storage. If you want to treat yourself, we talked about treats in a different episode with like a, a new drawer liner or some new containers that will help divide a drawer up. Go ahead and just put those things that were in the shoebox back in a way that feels good and looks good. You're not take, you're not getting rid of that box that we loaded with all the storage stuff. Take the box with all the storage stuff and carry it off to a lesser used nearby-ish space or room, whether that's the floor of your closet, whether that's beside your dresser, as long as you don't have dogs or kids that you could be putting in danger, whether that be a spare room, whether you stick it on top of the counter and, and like a guest bath or a powder bath, so that if there was something later in the week or later in the month that you're like, oh, where is this? Oh, it's down there. Like you can still retrieve things that you're going to get rid of. But if you have not gotten anything out of that box by the end of the month, and if you are like, Joy, I just can't do it. (laughs) Give yourself to the end of March. Live with it in a bathroom where 
all that is in it is what you're actually using, you might be so impressed and pleased with how nice it is to get ready when you don't have all of the excess stuff around. Consider that for me. Check that idea out. Comment to me. You can be in the Facebook group or DM me on Instagram. Let me know if you're doing it. Let me know if this works. Send me some before after pictures. I will definitely be putting a post in our podcast podcast community group of what my before and after in my bathroom looks like after having taken care of this task. I would love to see if you guys will join me and jump in on that. That would be awesome. Just as a recap, we've tried little by little. We have now introduced use it or lose it as a decluttering format. Next week on part three, because I'm doing these on each Monday, that one is called remove it and replace it, I think is what I was calling that one. Um, You'll find out next week if I'm wrong with the title. Anyway, I hope you have the loveliest of weeks and continue to choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, keep choosing joy.